In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is Dear Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 18th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles. It's going to be a somber podcast today. The Atlanta Falcons are off to a 3-3 three and three start. Normally, in the midweek podcast, we look at the opposing team. We're going to look at the Jets last But in the meantime, we're going to try to look at some of the issues that the Atlanta Falcons are facing as they are off to this disappointing 3-3 start. Went up to New England and got drug around the stadium in a 23-7 rematch of Super Bowl 51. Something's wrong in Denmark, and we have to fix it. So before we look at the Jets briefly this week, we're going to take our first four segments to discuss the Falcons, fixing the Falcons, and try to see if we can uh, point to some of the things that might help them get back on the right track. Before we do that, a couple columns came out in the last uh, 24 hours that are uh, pretty Pretty uh, interesting from Jeff Schultz. His column, the Falcons get drilled, problems far worse than the Super Bowl hangover. He ends the column by saying, this team is not good at all. He was referencing Matt Ryan talking about this being 2017 and them trying to see how good they are. After six, Jeff's throwing it in. This team is not good at all. Mark Bradley, he wrote, Dan Quinn has the team he wanted. Now he needs to coach it. Coach Dan was given the keys to the car. Head of personnel and over the team. He's had time to put it together. It looked like it was coming together really good. But Bradley wants to say, it's time to see if Quinn can coach. He's got his talent. He's got his people. DQ guys. They're off to a 3-3 and start, and we'll see if they can get things turned around against the New York Jets up at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. All right, four things we're going to look at here Falcon-wise. The fourth down fiascos, third down and red zones, the return of Spoon. Yes, former Falcons linebacker Sean Weatherspoon was signed yesterday. And forward play calling last, you know, uh, got a plan for the Falcons that they need to probably consider and probably are considering as it's their only option. Uh, but we'll look at that. We have a play call and plan for the Falcons. And lastly, we'll look at the Jets, who are 3-4, and four, coached by Todd Bowles. Uh, they got some issues, and but we can wrap them up in one segment here today. So starting off, the fourth down fiasco, we've seen it. Uh, Buffalo, we see it. We saw it. Uh, uh, against New England, uh, 
Coach Quinn, go, Buffalo, fourth and one, they throw a pass. They think they see something. Uh, they only had 10 men on the field, just didn't didn't execute the play. Didn't like the play call because they don't run the ball in fourth and one. Uh, that's uh, traditional football. So uh, they, they, they've gone away from that here. They showed it again in, in, in New England. Went for it on three fourth downs. Uh, you know, of course, the jet sweep was the worst one. On the fourth and seven, they pick up. Matt Ryan, it wasn't like the play design work. Matt Ryan had to scramble out to his right to get nine yards to pick that one up. And then on the um, pass to Muhammad Sanu on the fourth and six, they went for it. Uh, there was a miscommunications. Looked like Ryan threw the ball deeper. Sanu broke his route off, and uh, they had a discussion, argument, whatever you want to call it on the sidelines about that. So if they're going to go for it on fourth down, man, have something ready to go, a play you know that's going to work. Uh, you know, fourth and six, I'm going to probably uh, try to hit the backs on something quick out of the backfield. One of those little broken arrow routes, they go out and then break it back across the middle, pulling away from a linebacker. You know, that's something. Uh, fourth and one, put some power in the backfield and run it at somebody. Even Coach Quinn said you had to have something better than the jet sweep. So if they're getting ready to go for it on fourth down and they know it, they want to be aggressive, they know it, they've said that. Have some better stuff ready to go. That's all we got to say about fourth downs. And quit playing finesse, gimmicky football. Line it up. You're the brotherhood. Take it at them. Let's do that. See if that happens. Third down in red zone. The third down is a little bit more complex. Uh, I would lean on the running backs. You need something from the tight end there. Muhammad Sanu has been out. Need to get him involved. He's a third down uh, threat. Third down target. The other teams know that, so that's where the tight end and the running back have to come in at. So the third down settle. Tight end running backs. Dial it up, Sarkeesian. Those are your guys on third down so you can get back to Sanu later. Red zone. Hey, it's Julio time in the red zone. It's He's the best receiver in the league, arguably, and you all don't target him. He must get targets, move him around, put him in the backfield, uh, put him in a trips right, run some pick plays like everybody else. I like the plays the Eagles ran uh, in the end zone that, that came from North Dakota State on the Monday night game. Hey, go ahead and work on that. Put it in. You got to get into the end zone, and Julio Jones is the answer. So that was point number two this week, third down in red zone. Uh, first one was fourth down fiasco. The return of Sean Weatherspoon, I found it uh, intriguing that he was listed behind Deion Jones at middle linebacker and Jermaine Grace. Uh, the Falcons um, uh, believe that Duke Riley, he has a meniscus. That's not a long-term surgery uh, so he might be able to make it back at the end of the season, but they believe Kamal Ishmael played well in his in his stand, and Kamal um, did have nine tackles, third on the team, behind Dion with eleven and Keanu Neal with ten against the Patriots. So, uh, you know, if Dion still, you know, Dion's, uh, you know, needs a rest, he hasn't been able to come out of games. I think he's been playing the full go. Uh, Spoon might be able to come in and give him a series or two. Uh, I don't think right away, but here uh, maybe by Dallas. 
you know, he should be able to do that. He should be able to help against the run, I believe. Uh, I don't think, um, you know, he's on the speed level as the the uh, other linebackers, but he certainly can play the run. Okay, and fourth, play calling. Okay, uh, Coach Sarkeesian hasn't caught plays in the NFL since 2004, so there was going to be some bumps in the road. Uh, they, they've certainly hit him. Uh, Coach Quinn is acknowledged as such. Now, how do they get those problems worked out? With no veteran offensive coaches in the building, you know, there's no uh, long-time Ernie's MPZ or anybody like that or North Turner or anybody like that. I know Coach Humgren could probably uh, consult with Coach Quinn, former Packer coach Mike Hongren, but you don't want to go outside the building. So I recommend you put all these quarterbacks in the room Matt Schott, Matt Ryan, Steve Sarkeesian. He's going to have to give the players a little bit more entree into the play calling so that they can come up with the game plan to, to get this offense moving. I don't know if you um, – that would certainly help the play calling and the planning going into the game, but certainly once the game gets going, the adjustments and the mismatches have to be identified – by Steve Sarkeesian and his staff. So, you know, they have the play calling. There's a plan for that. We need to rally, and I think I want to lean on the quarterbacks here, Matt Schaub and Matt Ryan, to help with the game plans even more so, uh, you know, to run stuff that they know have worked in the past. Schaub has been in this thing for a long time. He needs to earn his $3 million in, in a kind of assistant coach or assistant offensive coordinator role here, and be ready to go, you know, if something happens to Matt. So, uh, you know, let's go with that. Five, the Jets, New York Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Hey, it's um, they're off to a surprising three and four start after they, um, you know, got rid of all of their veteran talents, David Harris, uh, Brandon Marshall, uh, Eric Decker, all those guys. They got rid of them, Nick Mangold over the offseason and were accused of tanking in order to get in line for the top quarterbacks coming out for the draft. But Coach Todd Bowles has them off to a 3-4 and four start with Luke McCown as his running back. As far as the Falcons are concerned, they're going to have to stop the run. Belil Powell is uh, the leader there, 4.7 to carry. Matt Forte, 4.4. And um, Elijah McGuire from Louisiana Lafayette uh, is running at four uh, carry. So he's uh, he's going to be a guy that the Falcons, uh, or all of those guys, they're going to have to stop the run. They're going to see the ball because they're not going to put it on Luke McCown's hands. And they know that the Falcons have given up 117, 138, and 162 yards rushing in their three-game losing streak. On the defense, the Falcons will have to contain Muhammad Wilkerson and Leonard Williams, two uh, linemen up front who correct the line of the passing pocket if not blocked properly. So the Falcons and the Jets, that'll be at 1 o'clock in East Rutherford, New Jersey at MetLife Park. We got a little audio here from Coach Todd Bowles and his conference call yesterday. Uh, Coach Todd's talking about the penalties. The Jets have 67, fourth in the league. They've had uh, more than 10 penalties in three games. 
And then he talks about Buster Screen, the local kid from uh, Etowah High who's struggling in the secondary for the Jets. Um, Jordan Jenkins is up there also, former Georgia Bulldog. Here's Todd Bowles. There you have it, a rather low-key Coach Todd Bowles uh, discussing his team with the New York media, the penalties, and the play of Buster Screen. All right, this concludes the 18th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution is taking Georgia political coverage to the next level. Now, Georgia's smartest political team is adding Hall of Fame political broadcaster Bill Nygut. I am beyond thrilled to be joining the remarkable political team at the AJC. And with the year that we have unfolding in politics, it's going to be an exciting ride. Read Bill Nygut's expert insight on AJC.com and listen to the Politically Georgia podcast with me, Greg Bluestein, And me, Patricia Murphy. And me, Tia Mitchell. Hear new episodes every weekday. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. The celebration. The Atlanta Journal Constitution presents Hip Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip hop. 50 years. No one can deny one film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip hop.